0: This is Adrienne Barr. Welcome to another episode of I Was About to Say. Glad you could join me. We're winding down 2020. Thank the Lord. And 2021 is upon us. So I know a lot of people are focusing on charitable giving. And um, as we're in these last hours of the old year, and even as we're going into the new year, same applicability for this um, episode on charitable giving. There have been a lot of things that have happened. Um, It's like every kind of perfect storm this year that could happen has happened. So I just wanted to throw out this episode to remind everyone to charitably give but give with some thought um, because we all have big hearts i know i do i have given probably more this year than i have ever given in my life Um, i'm very thankful to work for a company that um, matches my charitable donations yay 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 shout out um and um that matters to me um, I um, It matters, it matters the organizations to which I choose to donate. and it, um, and that's also because I formally served as an executive director of a nonprofit organization as well. So I'm going to make this episode short and sweet. But I want to give you some pointers that you may already know, but just in case you don't, to help you as well. Consider some things to keep in mind as you are giving to organizations, regardless of their type. But just keep in mind, make sure that the organization is a 501c3 organization. And I'll talk a little bit more about what that means, just in case you don't know. Um, Go a little deeper. Look at how that organization spends those funds that you're donating. um, And finally, look at the programmatic um, reports that they release to show how the funds are actually being used to support the cause to which you're donating those funds to be used toward. So those are the three factors that I look at personally. There are certainly other factors that other people may look at more broadly, but um, those are the three big ones. So the first, let's talk about 501c3 status. 501c3 is the IRS status that designates an organization as a tax-exempt um, federal um, entity that is, appro- that is approved to collect funds. Um, this year we have seen a proliferation, um, like any other yet, like many other years. We've seen a proliferation of organizations that have certainly put out their um, tags for um, collecting donations. Um, we've seen a lot of worthwhile causes. Um, there certainly is the need in a lot of areas. But it's also important that we give responsibly, because one of the things that concerns me personally is that I have seen a lot of money donated this year. And um, also when there are tragedies, when there, like when there are natural disasters, we see people giving millions and millions of dollars. But then we've also seen those stories where no one knows where the money goes. After that money and we'll end up seeing the people who need the money the most, they're the least who are served and no one seems to know where how all the donations were used. So that's one of the reasons why I am a very savvy person when it comes to donating. I'm not rich and many of us who donate are not wealthy people. Um, I sometimes scratch my head even when I see wealthy people donating um, at the manner in which they donate, but that's their business. Um, Adrian Barr donates a little differently. Um, it's important to me to know that my money goes toward the people who I think it they're supposed to be actually supporting. So that takes me to the other piece, the, uh, the financial reports. Um, as well as the annual reports of the organizations, if they are a legitimate 501c3, they should have. They're supposed to have a certain structure that enables them to get that struct that um, accreditation from the IRS. So, and part of that includes a functional um, board of directors, um, a financial um, oversight um, and approval um, structure. Those things are supposed to be in place. And I say supposed because there are some organizations that um, get they have the right people on paper to get the 501c3 status, but then like you sometimes see in corporate America and other places, a board is not always a board. Um, Some boards are actively involved and some boards are in paper and name only and don't actually know a lot about what's happening day to day in organizations until something bad happens or something that hits the media um, happens. Um, You want to look at the annual reports, which should be available and transparent on the website of that organization to let you know how they're functioning in key areas. You want to look at qualitative information about how many people they're serving, um, and you want to look that comparatively look at that comparatively with the amount of funds that they are taking in how many how much in donations um how much are they how much of that money goes toward their overhead um their administrative um, costs because if all of the, if you're donating money and most of the money is going towards salary. Um, that, that's a red flag. Now, sometimes that may happen in the first year when they're just getting set up, but they're really supposed to segregate those funds, the administrative funds, from the funds that are being used toward the actual services that they are providing for the population that they are intended to serve. So those are things that are supposed to be transparent and that you should be able to see in plain language. In their annual report and those annual reports should be up to date you should for 2020 you should at minimum see 20 every year up to 2019 every year they've been in existence and you should see hopefully a 2020 report as well, if you don't it's a red flag. Um, Charity Navigator is a great site for you to visit to see some high-level information. They're starting to pull in some more low-level detail, which I'm excited about. Yay! Um, but um, I think um, that's a great place to start as well if you don't have time to like go through all of the reports. Um, but at least the most recent year is a great place for you to look. Some of their, and and the quantitative data, as I mentioned first, not the qualitative, the quantitative data. um, Looking at their qualitative data, um, many organizations will send surveys to people that they have served in their programs to find out satisfaction. And they will share that information. Now, there's a difference in them sharing anecdotal stories. Like a lot of people will post a couple of quotes about happy customers, if you will. Um, people they've served, and you know, like if they're a homeless shelter, and they've served, you know, lots of people, but they'll have like three or four success stories. That's great. But if you're receiving fifty million dollars, we need to see more than three or four happy stories. There needs to be more qualit, actual qualitative surveys, and the, and more qualitative data that lets us know that you're at that they are actually working with their consumers and people that they serve to get feedback to improve their programs and that they're not just sitting in a separate tower and programming for people without actually getting input and to improve the services from the people that are actually receiving the services. This matters to me again, because I come from the nonprofit world and I want to see things change in good ways for the people who are served. Sometimes one of the things that we have noticed in 2020 um, is that um, we see long food lines, we see social services, we see government agencies saying that they don't have money to feed families they don't have uh, money to for a lot of gap services we see in communities so people are having to turn to nonprofits and then nonprofits of course don't have the money either so it's even it's even more critical that we when we do donate we are donating to the organizations that are operated efficiently and effectively with the funds that are being given when i give my money that's the way I give. And also when I volunteer, I look at those same criteria. When I'm volunteering my time, I don't have time to waste um, with poorly managed organizations. So um, those are the things. Those are just kind of some quick things. Um, I gave you a charity navigator, told you a couple of places. Go to their website. Um, the uh, organization, you know, talk, feel free to talk to people. Um, Most organizations will have a program officer if you don't understand the report. And most of the time, people are gonna be more than happy to talk to you and help you understand reports if there's anything that you don't understand when you review it, when you review something. But I think you'll be able to see the highlights. And a lot of organizations will have an infographic to give you the highlights um, of what they've done over the past year so that you can see that basic information and make an informed decision about donating. One last thing that I want to encourage people, both as you're like scrambling for the last minute for 2020 donations, but then going throughout your year next year, donate to a cause or to an or an organization that is outside your comfort zone, outside your usual suspects, if you will, your usual list. Um I noticed someone um encouraged an organization that I had never heard of but I trusted the individual on LinkedIn and I know that the person is when she rec- when she recommended um a West Virginia food bank Um, And um, so I did my normal little quick check on them. And of course, they were legitimate. I I knew it would be coming from her. But I really encourage people. We are in this thing called life together. We are in this world together. We have to... 2020 has really pulled us into our tribes. And it's not just the year. It's been the politics. It's been the way this country has been run. That's all I'm going to say on that. But it is what it is um and we can't change that but we we can change that. I'm going to let me reverse that. We can change that. And one of the ways we can change that is to kind of move away from the tribalism and realize that we're all going to go down one path or the other together. If everybody is just supporting people who look like them, people who have faith like them people who talk like them people who are just exactly like them then you know what we're not going to survive we're not going to make it through covid we're not going to make it through anything but if all of us start going outside our comfort zones and helping people who are struggling and they don't fit our little comfort zones then we might actually be able to make a difference. Part of that in me comes from my, my first career in child welfare and some of the things that I have seen having been a frontline social worker in Texas, in Connecticut. And I know people who were grateful for the support and the help I gave them who were black people, who were white people, who were people of Asian descent, who were people of Latino descent and people who never harmed me but were also but were very protective and also at times when I quite frankly needed protection sometimes in carrying out my job um and they were across racial lines so i do encourage people to you know sometimes just think of think of getting outside your comfort zone and out of your um usual areas so that's what i wanted to say about charitable giving on this episode Hope it helps, hope you'll think about it. Take care.